The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 and win $5,200. Win $200 in free bets at WinBet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Yes, sir. We are back. We are back. We are back with another Thursday edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Really Real Villain World. It's Ralph from Jr. Got my guy with me, my partner in crime, Scott Reichel. Scott, Dylan Bond. That was between Alfred Porter Jr. and Dylan Bond. You are on fire with these nicknames, man. I, before we get into anything, just because I didn't have you on the show after the game, can we just get your thoughts on the antics of 0024? 0024 helped his team win twofold in game two because on one hand, he injured the best perimeter defender that Golden State had. <laughs> that could have potentially guarded Ja because now Gary Payton II, unfortunately, is going to be out about three to five weeks with the fractured Mm -hmm. elbow. So he'll be out for the rest of this round, minimum, potentially longer, but we'll see. And then the second reason how, uh, why or how he was able to help his team, he wasn't on the court. (laughs) So that was definitely another way he helped out Memphis there. But all I'm saying if Dylan Brooks was on the court for those 48 minutes, then Morant wouldn't have been able to attempt 30-plus shots. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> that would not have happened down the stretch because, you know, Dylan Brooks is going to take a couple of questionable shots. Dylan Brooks is at the point in the series where every shot he takes is considered a heat check, and <laughs> that's not exactly a good thing in this series. But – For the most part, yeah. It seemed like Dylan Brooks, Dylan Bond was back at it again. But it's, I'd say, expected in my opinion for him to also get suspended for game three. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know if you believe that the injury or the health status of the player who got injured in the questionable act, Mm -hmm. how much of a role that plays. Mm -hmm. I think it has to. I think it would be extremely weird and, to be honest, a little bit ridiculous if Dylan Brooks can just karate chop Gary Payton the second across the neck and Payton's now out for about a month and Dylan Brooks misses basically one game because he was ejected three minutes into a game and there's no future punishment. I I see Brooks getting another game. Um... Maybe I just feel like we're now two days removed from that. If he was getting another game, he would have got it already. I think we would have they known reviewed. it by now. But then again, yeah, they they're also not playing until Saturday, which doesn't really make sense either. But, so, but either way, when you get a flagrant two, they always review it in the league office the next day, and they decide of are we downgrading it down to a flagrant one, or is it going to stay at a flagrant two and cost the player two points opposed to one. 
See, there, there's a separate point there where if if Brooks was actually suspended for game three, yep. Golden State would be calling up the league office to try to get Dylan Brooks to play. <laughs> like, Memphis would be fine if he was going to be out. But, but Golden State would be like, no, 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 no. I, I think he's learned his lesson because they just want him does. on the court. So half of Dylan – right now, half of Dylan Brooks is still really good. The defensive side is still really good. Steph didn't make a shot while Dylan Brooks was guarding yeah. him in that first game. And he didn't get the opportunity in the second game because he got kicked out three minutes into the game. But I think Dylan Brooks is just like – because when I look at the shots and I see the jokes, and they are funny, so I'm not mad because, like, he's just been terrible in the playoffs thus far. But the shot selection he's taking is no different than what he's done in the regular season. It just so happens that he made them in the regular season and now he misses them. So it's like, oh, that is a terrible shot. You just got to stop shooting. But it's like, well, he does actually make this stuff. So I can't be too, too mad at him. But it's at a point where you got to realize, okay, bro, I'm cold and I'm just, I'm hurting the team more than helping. And at this point, let me just get the ball to my guys that are actually performing right now and I'll figure my way out at some point. But... So I don't know if it's – I think it's a better thing if Dylan Brooks plays because at the end of the day, if Steph goes off for 50, then it's going to be a long day. But if Dylan Brooks can hold Steph to 25, then I think that the Grizzlies are in any game that they have. Well, I'm going to ask you just to talk about the next man up philosophy, assuming that Brooks would be out for game three. Who would be the guy who would have to step up and I guess my follow-up question, because I think I know who you're going to say, who would you rather have on the court in the final three minutes of a game? Dylan Brooks or Zaire? Because I think Zaire's actually been very good in this series. No, Zaire's been really, really good. Zaire's – Zaire, and I was, you know, hyping Zaire up on Twitter because he's the 10th man coming off the bench. In any, mm-hmm. any lineup for them, he's the 10th man coming off the bench, and he's playing like that. But – I guess on an offensive end, I would rather have Zaire. But if I get a timeout and I'm set in my defensive set, I want Dylan Brooks all the way. Yeah, I can agree with that. All right. That was enough breakdown for that game. Let's talk about the two games that actually happened yesterday. The game, A pair of game tunes between the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers and the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. The favorite won and covered in both games mm-hmm. rather easily in that second half for both teams, actually. And so, talking about Miami and Philadelphia first, we noticed that Doc realized what we all knew, that DeAndre Jordan fucking sucks and they need to play small ball, small ball if they're going to be in the game at all. And as soon as they went to the small lineup, they went on runs, and as soon as DeAndre Jordan came in the game, they did it. So I was, I was going to say, at what point did you realize that? Because well, I, I think, think everyone realized it in game one. Yeah, we all noticed in game one. I think it, I don't even think he notices it now. I think he just was like, I think he's actually tanking. He might actually be tanking so he can go take the LA job. I the way that I see it, I really don't understand how Paul Reed has actually been pretty good. Like, I don't think he's been that bad. He hasn't been that noticeably bad. And yet, DeAndre Jordan, every time he's on the court, is a minus nine in about 10 minutes. Every time he's on the court. And yet, Doc somehow looked at game one where DeAndre was – I'm trying to remember the exact numbers in plus minus. What was he, like a minus 22 in game, game one? one. Uh, I'll look it up while you talk. I'm pretty sure he was a minus 22. 
And yet, Doc Rivers' press conference after game one and how he insisted that we have to use DeAndre starting and how he doesn't care what anybody else thinks because he's going to do it his way anyway was one of the dumbest press conference quotes I've heard (laughs) since he threw the early 2000 Orlando Magic roster under the bus about a week ago. Because I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Is he going to top himself every press conference? I don't know what he's talking about. It's one thing if you want to talk about the past and you can argue, all right, Orlando was an 8C. It was weird that he even addressed it, but it didn't matter in the end because they won the game. The dumbest thing that Doc Rivers has done in the playoffs this year was leaving an Embiid when you're up 20-something points with three minutes to go in a closeout game and then saying post-game, I don't regret my decision, Toronto had its players in two. No crap. Toronto's going home after the game. What are you talking about? <laughs> what, what does that even mean? Doc's post-game press conferences have been so fantastic but in a purely mocking sense like he's been on fire with providing great content for people and for the internet but for his overall stock the ceo is gonna have to come out and make a statement or something because the stock's plummeting But Doc knows his Doc knows his year is up. The only thing that could save his year is actually winning a championship, and I'm thinking he's pretty certain that his team is not good enough to get there. So he knows that his time in Philly. Do you think that if they would lose competitively, let's just say seven games in this series, knowing that Embiid was out for the first two games, no? Do you think that's enough for Maury to keep him around? No, because then they'd be like, if it beat never got hurt, we would have won and been on to the next round, and he wouldn't have got hurt because you'd have made that decision to keep him in the game. So there's nothing, there's literally nothing that could save him short yeah. of winning an NBA championship. Yeah, I, I can agree with that because the Embiid injury was entirely Doc Rivers' fault. <laughs> yeah, so, so if they if they lose competitively in seven, I would be pissed because I'd be like, if we had him the first two games, we would have won this series. So yeah, no, he's getting fired. I think that the Doc Rivers' decision there is about. 20 times worse than the Thibodeau decision to keep in Derrick Rose against Philly in the first round of game one, which I'm still salty about because that that Bulls team I really liked. (laughs) That was actually the last time an eight seed beat a one seed in the first round. But, yeah, the Doc Rivers decision is significantly worse, and I don't know how you compound it by saying post-game, well, Toronto had everyone in, so I don't see what the big deal is. Like, really? Okay, and <laughs> really about Doc. Enough about Doc. There's really not much to talk about in the series. I, I mean, we're going to talk about Game Three because we're assuming keyword assuming Embiid's going to be back. Now, so the line is saying that Embiid's going to be back. Correct. He, now, of course, he's going to be rocking the Batman mask because I'm assuming he's going to have some type of face protection. Well, let's go ahead and let's just go ahead and talk about the game now. And yeah, we'll go but he also had a concussion. So, do you think he's going to play? So, really quick. For there's no games today. If anybody was stuck under a rock, hasn't been checking their app or anything like that, there's no games today. So yeah. have a good day off, I guess. Go bet baseball at the NBA gambling pay- podcast or something like that. No hockey playoffs is going on. Go go to the ho- the NHL gambling podcast and bet hockey or something. Do something, but you're not betting here. You're just getting the info for tomorrow. Or put bets in and then go watch something else. I really don't know what you do with your time when there's no basketball. I'm trying to figure it out myself. So. 
Miami Heat at Philadelphia 76ers, 7 p.m. Eastern on Friday. It is currently over at Winbeck, a pick em. Between the two teams, you're getting minus 108 for both teams. Total is set at 210 and a half. This is obviously indicating that everybody thinks that John B is going to come back with the black mask and absolutely rock everything. That's why this line is set like this. So, Scott, as you were saying in your breakdown. For me, I do think Embiid coming back at even just 70% would be huge for Philly. It does not change the fact that I'm still not impressed with what I see from Harden on a game-in, game-out basis. He did me a solid yesterday. I had the under nine and a half assists on the propcast. Ended up sweeping the propcast, which was nice. But Harden was okay for about two and a half quarters. And then after that, he kind of completely hit the wall. Maxi was great. Tobias Harris was pretty good, too. They need Embiid. And I guess the question I'm going to ask you is, if you're not even sure if Embiid is going to play, because according to reports, he's begun the process of testing out of the concussion protocol, the key word is begun. So there's no guarantee he's going to actually be ready to play in game three. So in the game last night, Chris Haynes reported that he just text had a text conversation with Joe Embiid, and he said that that Monday was the first day that he could – it was either Monday or it was actually yesterday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Wednesday. It was either Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday. I believe it was uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. He said Tuesday was the first day that he could look at his phone, actually look at his phone, because of the brightness was too much for him to handle. Mm-hmm. So – when I heard that yesterday, I'm like, whew, and he's about to pass this protocol and yeah. go play in a stadium with a whole bunch of flashing lights and all that stuff by Friday? Ooh, I don't know. And it's so, one thing to play. It's another thing to play well. Those are yeah, two completely so, different things. Yeah, and he's not going to be able to have, like, those – because I'm sure he's probably using those blue light glasses that you use for, like, gaming and stuff like that. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he has those on. He's not going to be able to have those on during the game. So, I – don't know how much stock I buy into Joel Embiid actually playing in this game. I know they want to. I know he has to because they go down 3-0, and that's it. It's wraps, but... Uh, I see what you did there. You said yeah. wraps because they beat the Raptors when they were up 3-0. I see what you did there. Okay. All right. That was completely unintentional, by the way. All right. That, that was smooth. That was smooth. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I... I'm just going to take the Miami Heat here. Yeah, I, I think like we're on the safe, same page. If it, it feels like the safe bet, I don't want to get cute. And I'm that report was a lot for me. That was a lot for me for him to report that. And Chris Haynes is a good reporter. He texts and talks to a lot of these players, you know, on a personal level. And if he's saying that he just now was able to look at his phone on Tuesday, and I'm supposed to believe that he's going to be able to go into a stadium and play at a high level on Friday? I just don't know, man. I mean, if he gets there, he might not. He he might not be in it, like for real. So I'm I'm going with the Miami Heat. It's, and even if Joel Embiid plays, it's not a lock that they even win the game. To be honest, like it's just not Joel Embiid plays, so they're going to win. No, Miami Heat are a good team. They're still in this. They have. Everybody is questionable every given night, but they end up playing. So, <laughs> yeah, give me the Miami Heat in a pick. Yeah. I feel like that's 
I need some points to take Philly. I can't take Philly in just a pick. I need some points to take Philly. Yeah, we're on the same page. I was going to take Miami too because even if Embiid, best-case scenario, Embiid is fully healthy and he plays, mm-hmm. I'm not immediately writing off Miami because I think no. Miami is still no. overall the better team. So worst-case scenario, you still have a shot there with the Heat. Mm-hmm. Best-case scenario, Embiid either doesn't play or he's a shell of his former self. Because people are also forgetting with the orbital uh, fracture and with the concussion, he still has the torn ligament in his finger. Oh, so he has, he, has a bunch yeah. of injuries all, <laughs> he has a bunch of injuries all over the place. I did forget about that. That's what I'm saying. So he's pretty much showing up to the game like wrapped in duct tape and some crazy glue, and they just found a way to piece him together to show up for the game. But there's a lot of – Injury, injury, just ailments going on with Embiid. So if he does play, I don't think he's going to play that well. Not to mention the fact Miami's one of the best defensive teams in the league. So I'm going to go with Miami because, as you said with the Haynes report, there's a chance Embiid doesn't play. And if he does not play, this line will probably fly to, what do you think, Miami minus five, maybe more. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's at least three or four. So if you want to gamble – and get a bet in early and hope for your sake. Of course, you're not rooting for injuries, but if you're trying to take the smart approach, you can, I'd say, get yourself a decent position at minus one, where yeah. if Embiid is either going to not play or be severely compromised, mm-hmm. you could either A, be beating a huge line move, or B, picking up a ton of value because of what you think the line should be. And honestly, you can just punt out of this bet entirely if you just don't feel comfortable with Miami. Oh, I'm sure you can get out of this yeah. game at some yeah, point as you, well. Yeah, you'll be able to punt. Like, it's, because it's a pick, it's so easy to punt out of this bet. It's minus yeah. 108. So, yeah. You can and you're assuming even bet. if Embiid comes back, he might need a quarter or so to regain yeah. himself. So Yeah, so you can easily get out of this bet if you if you just aren't feeling comfortable if Embiid is 100% labeled in. I just, I'm taking it because I think that we're beating a huge line move. Because I agree. <laughs> that, that timetable of him being ready just doesn't sound right. I think whichever props get opened up for the Sixers in this game, for Embiid in particular, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what you would set the points total at and the rebound numbers, whatever they are, assuming it's not like 25 and a half, it'll probably be 27 and a half, something like that, because they need a big game from him. Whatever it's going to be, I think it's going to be too high. Yeah, I agree. For the total, first game went under, way, way under. Second yep. game went over. And now they are pushing the line up to 210 and a half. I'm going under. Is it as easy as if – and B doesn't play as under, and if he does play as over? I think I might like the under kind. You can make an argument, actually, for the opposite of what you just said, but I think I'm going to lean to the under because Embiid's presence on the court, even though, of course, he's one of the most valuable players in the league, mm-hmm. because of his presence alone, Philly plays slower. It kind of reminds me a lot of how Dallas played before and after Luka came back. And I know that the Suns series isn't a great example because that series has been a track meet. But you look at what Dallas did before Luka came back against Utah. It was a track meet team. They were going up and down, a lot of quick, up-tempo possessions, and you saw some high-scoring games. Then Luka came back, everybody got stagnant, and they barely got to 100 points. 
And I feel like Embiid coming back is going to be a similar situation because Harden doesn't want to run. Embiid's not going to want to run when he might be seeing three basketball courts in front of him. So I'm assuming they're going to want to go slow and run the pick and roll. So I actually like the under if Embiid plays because I think that Philly offensively will focus so heavily on that Harden-Embiid pick and roll that it's going to kill the entire pace of the game, and Miami doesn't really want to go fast either. So I actually am going to lean to the under. I like that. You just sold me. You just sold me on the under. I'm with it. And they moved it up a couple of points too. So you get and, and a reason why the game two went over was because of the fact that Philly, even for a small portion, went Ran small ball pace. and small ball and fast pace. Correct, that was, and that's that's what kept them in the game for at least a half. And you know that it, with Embiid back, they're not going to even bother. No, trying they're going to gonna slow the pace down. So, yeah, they're going to. I'm going with the under. They're going to let him work. Yeah, I like that. I agree. All right, under. Cool. Moving on. Whoa, wait, no, we're not moving on. We are talking about win bet because you got to make sure to get down on our 50, bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you up for $200 in free bets. Plus, the win bet casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And don't forget their build your own bet feature where you can build your own same game parlay in win bet and get some very, very juicy odds. So, Take advantage of the NBA playoffs at WinBet, W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where a play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we are also brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform. You might have used them for your dynasty leagues, for your your whatever league fantasy leagues redraft whatever you're into you can you you can use sleeper for that but sleeper also has a new over under game super duper simple first pick your sport baseball basketball whatever you want to do go and bet pick your players pick you know how many players three players four players how many players you want to pick Pick what you like and take an over or under on their props. It can be hits in baseball or points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter to the contest. If you pick correctly, then you can win from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. Main reason I'm excited about Sleeper Over Under is the fact that I can join my buddy's contest. So I can go in there and beat Moon off whenever I want. I can go beat Scott whenever I want. Ryan, Kramer, I can beat all of them whenever I want. Those are fighting words. (laughs) <laughs> you can do it too come on over to sleeper play their new over under game use promo code SGPNBA and sleeper will match your first deposit up to $100 and if you already have a sleeper account you can still use the promo code it only asks you for the promo code when you make your first deposit so if you already have an account you can still use the promo code use promo code SGPNBA and you will get 100 a hundred dollar up to a hundred dollar deposit match on sleeper all right let's talk about the debacle that happened in the second half last night for the dallas mavericks because they were up at halftime they probably shouldn't have been up at halftime you can argue they should have been up more because of how well they were shooting from three yeah, they probably should have been up more for for but there was a lot of mistakes that they shouldn't. They could you if they were down, I wouldn't have been surprised either. 
And then the Phoenix Suns went on an absolute trap beat in the second half, ended up killing them by 20. Chris Paul had another amazing fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, 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 I want to see Dallas do well, but it just seems like they're not going to get contributions from anybody else other than Luka in this series. I thought I went rogue would... on the picks yesterday. Uh, I ended mm-hmm. up splitting but I hit the dog, which was an alternative team total for Phoenix. I know you and Munaf ended up taking some form of the Mavericks. I wanted nothing to do with them because leading up to the series, I do some YouTube free picks every night. I ended up giving out the Suns minus one and a half games before the series started at around like minus 110, minus 115 or whatever. And I have no idea why it was that cheap. I thought it was stealing. Because at no point going into this series that I think Dallas had a shot. Yep. And it might have sounded harsh, but Dallas beating a Utah team that I know for a fact both of us hated. And Dallas struggling against them for a decent portion of that series just told me they don't have the firepower to keep up with Phoenix. And I know that you can argue the pace of play is different and how Dallas has really just one offensive philosophy – which is live and die by the three. That's the only thing they do. But I think game one was a perfect example of why Dallas is not going to really win many games or even a game in this series. Mm -hmm. It's because Luka can go for 45 and you're still in danger getting run out of the building. Because (laughs) defensively, you can't stop anybody. You go through Booker. You go through Chris Paul. Even Aiton did nothing in game two, but he was great in game one. And Phoenix has a very good bench. And you look at who Dallas has. Besides Luka, you have Brunson, who, truth be told, has really fallen off a cliff ever since Luka came back. You have Dimwitty, who could have been a Hall of Famer if he made the shot at the end of game one, but you know, oh now, now he's just <laughs> Jesus Christ. Man. Now he's just a sixth man who's really not been very good in this series. And your second best player in this up to this point has been arguably Dory Finney Smith. And I'm not even trying to be, like, mean about it. Like, that's where Dallas is at right now. Maybe Reggie Bullock or Maxi Cleaver. Davis Bertans. Bertans. It, it's rough. It's rough out here <laughs> in Dallas. So, do I think that Dallas is going to make this a series? No. Are they going to get swept? It would not surprise me. I'll give them one. But realistically, I got Phoenix in five, maybe even four. But minus one and a half, like minus one – 15 or whatever was one of the dumbest lines I've seen, probably the dumbest line of the second round. I said during the Phoenix New Orleans series, I think New Orleans could give Dallas a run for its money. And I've seen nothing that changed my opinion about that as the, as the Suns Pelican series was going on, because the more you watch Dallas, the less talented you realize they are. They're not very good. I think New Orleans is extremely overrated. (laughs) I think New Orleans is overrated. Yeah, I think they're extremely overrated. I think Dallas would run them out the gym, actually. I think the series but, would be close, personally. No, no, I think Dallas would run them out the gym five games. But Brunson and Dinwiddie can't play like they've been playing last game. They Well, last night, they were six for 22 from the field. And 
I was on Dallas. I thought Dallas could make this fun. I I was really on Luca. If you hear me in any of my breakdown, I was like, I'm really just on Luca, and I'm just hoping and praying that somebody else steps up for over the course of the series. Mm-hmm. However, nobody else is doing that. I was right about Luca. I was right about Luca. Luca's gonna do Luca things, but nobody else is gonna step up for over the course of the series. So who's, who's their center? in the water for them. I mean, you're looking at Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber, and. If you if you forgot, you have Marquise Chris on the bench, which I'm sure half the people listening didn't even know that he was on Dallas because he hasn't really played that much. They don't ha- they don't excel at any position besides Luca. That's it. It's because the offense is only running to do one thing: is yeah. the point guard picking, is the point guard ISO, point guard pick and roll, and when the ball comes to you, you make the shot. That's all the offense is meant to do, and then the defense is ran on. <laughs> Jason Kidd's philosophy of we're going to go out there, we're going to blitz you, we may not be as big as you, we may not be as strong as you, but everybody's going to play their part, everybody's going to help out and in a row rotate over, and we're going to play pretty solid defense and that worked for over the course of the year. But And it worked for the, the Jazz series because Rudy Gobert is so inefficient on the offensive end, but now you have a center that can score. So yeah. DeAndre Ayton was guaranteed – the series prop, whatever series prop you could have got on DeAndre Ayton's points prop for the whole course of the series wasn't – You underachieved yesterday, but for, for the most part, you're assuming he'll end up averaging at least 19 per Another, game in the series. Yeah, at, at, the very much, at the very least. And, they're gonna, and Phoenix has made it known plenty of times that like we got to get our big man going. He, he has yeah. to be going if we're going to be in games. And so I just assumed – I really just took a bet and just – I was getting – it was a lot of uh, – what's it called? value on Dallas and I was like huh whatever I'll take a bet on somebody else emerging from Dallas I don't need a whole bunch of people if everybody just does their regular contribution and one other person emerges then they'll be in a lot of these games however we can't get that one other person to emerge so if I'm getting a pick them between Dallas and Phoenix I'm just gonna take Phoenix there's no value on taking Dallas here don't take Dallas just take Phoenix I agree I, th- I think if you want to take Dallas maybe try the down 0-2 first quarter angle if you want to try to go for a decent start for Dallas because they need it. But they're not talented. And Phoenix is better at basically every position. And that was a huge reason why I liked Phoenix to really just destroy Dallas in this series. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what Dallas does well. They Their entire offense with Luka back is built on a bunch of pick-and-roll switching followed by step-back three-pointers. Dallas will attempt about 45 to 53 pointers every game and hope they hit 40%. That's their entire offensive game plan. And it actually has been working okay up to this point. But they it can't is. stop anybody. It's been good. This, Dallas has been a good team over the course of the year. It's but I'm saying they can't good. stop anybody. Yeah, that's, that's their issue is that this, this Phoenix Suns team has too many options to go to offensively, and they can't cover everyone. They can you just go down somebody. the line. Can they guard Chris Paul? No. They can, can they guard they Devin cover, Booker? No. Can they guard DeAndre Ayton? No. Yeah, they can, can they scheme guard? out. They can scheme out a couple of those guys, but they they this Suns matchup isn't is too much where they can't stop everybody. Somebody is always open. And if you look and when the Suns bring the ball down the court and you're watching the game, you're like, oh, okay, well, they all right, they're doing good, you know, on this person, and then they swing the ball around. And you're like, oh, that person's wide open. Yeah. Wow. You just just look so, at the shot quality and the shot disparity between these two teams on any given possession. Phoenix is getting significantly better looks all the damn time, and then you look like up and Phoenix is up 20. It looks like they make, It feels like they make every shot they go down the court. It does. I mean, I think they shot like 60% from the floor yesterday, but 
my main takeaway is going going into the series, this looked exactly like the Golden State series against Denver in the first round. You have one really good player on the underdog team, Mm -hmm. and you look at every other position, and they're getting waxed. Yeah, it's it's not even really a conversation because you just look at the overall talent disparity. It's not even close. Like Dallas's only hope right now is if Luca goes for fifty. And I'm and not Jay sure Carter, that's even good enough. Jay Carter's got to go missing again for them too. Jay Carter's been playing well this they, season. Even Crowder's <laughs> hitting shots. Yeah, like that's that's really that's true. Really the series was over right when there. JaVale McGee pickpocketed Luka Doncic, but that's a separate story. I, I think Phoenix is winning in four or five. This is really just Golden State against Denver all over again. Their shot is if their MVP caliber player goes nuts, but the depth just is not there. And the talent is just not there. We're both three for three and four for four last night. That's crazy. I didn't even realize that. You know, it's crazy we don't have a huge big man. And you called out Brunson and Dimwitty. Yeah. They both need to play better. I'm calling out Brunson more because he's, he's starting. Dimwitty has a different role. Now he's coming off the bench, something he hasn't done in a couple weeks, whatever. So it might take some time to adjust. Not, not an excuse, though. He's got to play better. But mm-hmm. Brunson went from averaging about 28 per game in the first three games of the playoffs, to falling off a cliff. Like, Brunson's really got to get it together. All right, so games of Pickham, we're both on the Suns line. Is at, the total's at 219.5. I mean, are we just going over? Give me Suns team total over. A Suns team total over. I've seen nothing from Dallas that suggests they can hold Phoenix to less than 110. What's Dallas's team total? Let me see. Well, it's two twenty, so I'm assuming you're going to be looking at one ten and a half and one hundred nine and a half. Yeah, yeah, one ten. Well, Winbet has them both over at one ten each. <laughs> I'm taking the over in, with Phoenix. I, I actually I see one hundred nine and a half uh, on one book for Phoenix. Give me the over one hundred nine and a half. I, I think they're going to walk into one fifteen again. Yeah, I agree. I like the over though. I think Dallas can keep up. If they if they get one fifteen, I think Dallas can get to one oh five. Yeah. Probably a bad beat on their under. A lot of people probably take their under. It's probably a bad beat on their under. Or no, the over. A lot of people probably take their over. It's probably a bad beat on their over and it goes under. There we go. All right. We over here at the NBA Gambling Podcast are a supporter of Trade Coffee. Because look. I didn't like coffee. I didn't. Coffee was not my thing. I had a coffee maker. I'm actually looking at it. I had a coffee maker in the house that was just sitting there, and it wasn't being used at all whatsoever. But then I tapped into Trade Coffee, and I took their Trade Coffee quiz on their site, drinktrade.com SGP. And the Trade Coffee quiz, well, it asked me some weird questions, and I didn't really know how to answer a lot of them because I wasn't really avid, too avid of a coffee drinker. But when I sat down and I started, you know, Googling stuff, because I had I use Google for everything. So if I don't know if I don't know what a word means or anything like that, I Google. So it must be like the millennial in me, whatever. I Google. After I Googled everything on there and I took the quiz and they sent me my coffee, it was fucking great. It was really good. Like I'm really surprised. I didn't know coffee could really be that good. And now I see why people have like three, four cups to start their morning. So hey, I'm with it. I'm I'm hundred percent with it. I am now a coffee drinker. Thank you. Trade coffee. 
they send you the freshly roasted beans in their, in their stuff. They've been in so many different magazines, anything like that. Over 75,000, 100,000, 7,500,000 review, positive reviews delivered over 5 million fresh bags of coffee. And right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. You go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Start by taking a quiz, drinktrade.com slash SGP. And let Trade find the coffee you'll love. And don't forget about Mother's Day. You can, you know, get a Trade subscription for Mother's Day over to your mom. And she can have all the coffee that she would like. Trinktrade.com says SGP. We're also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement that can help support your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, everything you need. They have 75 high-quality minerals, vitamins, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, antigens, and it supports better quality sleep and recovery. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish because in going incognito mode doesn't protect you from anything. You need IVP, a VPN like IP Vanish to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. You can equip, uh, encrypt 100% of your data, passwords, private details, communications, browsing history, even what you stream online on your Fire Stick, on your computer, on your phone, on your tablet. All of that super easy by just the top of the button in IP Vanish, and they're offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. Just go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use their promo code SGP to claim your 70% off savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. All right, Scott. It's time for Lock and Dog for tomorrow. What are you doing Oh, we both like the favorites, so we're going to have to get creative a bit here. My yeah. lock's going to be Phoenix, because <laughs> even though I want to make a case for Miami and the value would suggest th- to take Miami now, Embiid mm-hmm. could play. I'm not going to take mm-hmm. that shot. Dallas doesn't have somebody who's a superstar that's going to be walking through that door. They don't have one of those options. This is who the Mavericks are, and they're a mediocre basketball team. And Phoenix is a powerhouse. They're dominant. And everything I've seen from the first two games is exactly what I thought was going to happen. I thought that Phoenix was going to win the series handily, and they're on their way because Dallas has one really good player, a couple of pretty good role players or second options, and that's basically it. Phoenix Mm -hmm. is a world beater compared to Dallas, and I expect it to eventually show itself in these 48 minutes. Even if Dallas gets off to a hot start, Phoenix is so good in the fourth quarter that I just expect them to come from behind if they need to. And Phoenix is just so good in every aspect. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Suns. I think this game will be close because Dallas is in a must-win game, obviously, because they can't afford to go down 3 nothing. But give me Phoenix by five. I think one's too short. Okay. What is your dog? 
So my dog in this one is going to be uh, – it's a, it's a really tough call just because of the fact that it's basically pick them. And, mm-hmm. well, I like Miami. But if I was going for a dog here, I'm not going to go with a prop or anything. I'll actually stick with the side here. But I would look into an alternative spread on Miami. I would take Miami somewhere around – Let's go with minus three and a half at around plus 115. Okay. Because if Embiid's out, the line's going to close at like minus five. <laughs> so you can actually get a decent <laughs> amount of plus money. Yeah, you ought to get some, yeah. Assuming the injury report works in your favor and not in the Sixers' favor. But we talked about the whole Haynes report, even if he plays. I'm not sure how good he's going to look. Technically, Scottie Pippen played in game seven against Detroit. He had migraines, so he wasn't doing anything, but he played. It's kind of a similar story here. You know, you're, you're dealing with some concussion-like symptoms. He can maybe overcome it, maybe not. He'll be in the damn, like, game log, but if he drops 15 points and you wonder what's wrong with Embiid, everyone knows what's wrong with Embiid. So I'm going with Miami. Give me an alternative spread there. There's a lot of different ways Miami could wear down Philly over these 48 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'll take the plus money on, on an alternative spread. All right. Before I get in my picks, I just have to realize, like, Scott, we're like 45 minutes into this episode and we're almost done. Holy shit. That has to be a world record for us. Bro, we have zero games today. (laughs) That is a world record for us to get through. There's only two games, man. We've spent two hours on two games before. Oh, no. Like, I could have went deeper into some series prices if you really wanted (laughs) me to, but I don't think you wanted me to. So we just kept it on track today. Uh, Yeah. We we actually stayed on track. We did. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Us. Yeah. There we go. All right. For my lock, I am going to take you. you, Yeah. You made a lot of sense with that. We agree on everything in this damn game. So. Yeah, you made, but you really made a lot of sense to me on why I like the under for Philly and Miami. So I'm going with the under two ten and a half for my lock. Really, really like that play. For my dog, I'm just gonna parlay the Heat and Suns to win and get okay. uh, plus two seventy one on win bet. Nice. So plus two seventy one for the Suns and the Heat. That just feels like taking candy from a baby. So yeah, I'll go ahead and take that. That's my dog, and it's a pretty juicy dog at that. So all right. Anything else for the show before we get up out of here, let people get the rest of their day back? I think the one thing I'm going to ask you is, are you a bit underwhelmed by what we've seen in the second round so far? Because it seems like the main, main series is either going to be Milwaukee and Boston, and both those games have not been close. They've just been one-sided in in either direction. Yeah. (laughs) And you have the Golden State series, which is nuts. So it seems Golden like State. Golden State is the full-on dinner and dessert, yeah, and everything no, else everything. is basically filler. So I'm not even – I mean, I'm watching the games to, you know, make sure that I kn- I know what to expect from these teams in the next round. The series but are not great. I'm only – this second round – and I knew this before the second round started, that I was only going to be interested in Memphis and Golden State in the second round. That's the only thing that – it's the only thing that's piquing my interest. I'm not even really interested in the, in the Bucks and Celtics series. The truth is once Middleton got injured, I assumed Boston would win in six. Yeah. And, and so, and that's I still think very, that's going possible. to happen. So Still very, very possible. So, yeah, no, it's – the Golden State and Memphis series is – Memphis and Golden State – why am I saying the lower seat first? Memphis and Golden State series is breakfast, lunch, dessert – Dinner. It's everything. 
everything, everything. All right. You guys know where to find us. We don't have to say it again. Well, at Russia Radio, at really real underscore score, if you didn't know, but now you know. I have nothing else. We have nothing else. We're going to give you your day back because we got this done in under an hour. Let's go us. Wait till everybody sees the. They're going to see the length of this show and be like, what? <laughs> What's going on? This is... This, this, it's got to be somebody else. Right they're going to think that no. one of us. They're going to think that one of us got ejected like halfway through. The- <laughs> <laughs> definitely, one of us definitely definitely would have thought one of us got ejected or something. All right, have a great day, everyone. See ya. I have no idea how to end the podcast, so I'm just ending like this. We're out of here. Bye. Basketball,